1: Yeah. <laughs> My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places where you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the duchess of the dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Hi.
0: Hi. Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday. Can you believe look at us? We did a show all 5 days this week.
0: Uh yeah. I mean Mallory stepped in for me one of the days. <laughs> I did a show all yeah. 5 days. <laughs> I still Look at
1: me, Iron Man over here. Yeah. I did it.
0: You look carried the team.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Today is Friday, February 17th, 2023, 279 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Tepwife.
0: Yeah, my wife. Happy birthday.
1: My wife is turning an age today.
0: Twenty nine again. Uh, twenty nine. She again. still looks twenty nine.
1: She does. She's. For those who don't know, she's
0: aging like fine wine.
1: For those who don't know, a I have a very I have a very pretty wife. Yes. And B. Uh, I have a wife who is immune to the, the uh to time. Yeah. She's like a time, like traveler. Yeah. Uh, and part of it is now. This is certainly part of it. Mm-hmm. She is petite. My yes. wife is small. She I have a tiny wife.
0: Yeah, I always saying. like standing next to her. I feel bad when I go to hug her because I feel like I'm like, hey, Jen. I know. <laughs> like-
1: uh, but I also think... Because my mother-in-law is also petite, mm-hmm. and she looks very young as yes, well. Yes,
0: I was just fixing to say that both of your in-laws do.
1: And so I think that it's one of those things that... Some people have good, good genetics. Yeah, it's probably annoying when you're 16, yeah. and it probably rules when you are my wife's age.
0: Yeah, because I, I guarantee you there were a lot of people, especially like when she turned 21, that were like, there is no way that you're 21. Like That was a struggle, but oh yeah, yeah. you get you get no. anywhere north of 29, now and it's like... She's oh, yeah. living
1: she's living the dream. Yep. She's living the dream. So happy birthday to Hank and Max's mom.
0: Happy birthday, Jim.
1: Episode 1541. On today's show, folks, we're gonna hear from Denton Geyer head coach Reed Heim, who, of course, took the Wildcats to the state semifinals in his first year at the helm there with the Wildcats. In the back half of the show, it's Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. We're answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. Um, Valentine's Day how to make up for a Valentine's Day that you screwed up um, um, uh, what is did you hear our conversation did you go back and watch the show on, on Wednesday
0: uh, no I did not okay. have an opportunity I to will do. save
1: this for or no I'll, I'll, I'll ask you the question now and you can think about it okay what is your favorite and Lano's out you can't pick Lano
0: okay
1: what is your favorite city in Texas that has fewer than 150,000 people to live in it Okay. Okay. That's your that's your te- question. Uh, uh, that's a question for you as well, uh, the audience. But we will uh, answer all your questions on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we first four through the door?
0: Uh, we sure do. It was Zil zero six seven eight. Yeah. Aaron Arbuckle, which by the way, happy birthday to I uh, am assuming his son Bradley Arbuckle. All right, good day. Man. Uh, seventh birthday. He said, "Happy today is the seventh birthday of a future Texas high school football standout, Bradley oh. Arbuckle." Uh, happy birthday, Bradley, and then. And just Chad and Chris Armstrong. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome
1: in, friends. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Another person who spent a little bit of his day with us recently was Reed Heim, the head coach of the denton guyer Wildcats. Fresh off the state semifinal appearance uh, and uh, coming back loaded in 2023 for his second year at the helm. Here is our conversation with Reed Heim of denton Geyer here on Texas Football Today.
2: Powers, Dave Campbell's Texas football, and I'm joined out here at Denton Guyer with the head coach Reed Heim, Man, um, I want to kind of talk about the first season and what it was like um, getting out there and being the head coach of what I consider to be one of the most elite programs in the state, and you know, it was a good run. Well,
3: I, you know, it's one of those things where you look back and, and you really don't get a chance to take it all in until you get a couple of weeks out past that, that last game. You know, it didn't end up quite the Way that we had wanted it to, but it was un- an unbelievably successful season. We saw a lot of superlatives for, you know, our, our stars and those guys. Many of them have already taken off for college. Really excited about watching them grow and and excited about the, the guys that we have coming back. It's uh, we got a good nucleus of guys, and, and it's been uh, so far really good this
2: offseason. You know, i want to kind of talk a little bit about the offseason. You had to hit the ground running last year. You really didn't get a chance to put your arms around this team, but this is your first off season now here. And Denton Guyer, what have your impressions been like, and what's it like working with these guys, you know, every day? Well, the first of all, you look at you know what our what our staff
3: is. Uh, we sit back and evaluate the season, and really this this part of the year, our, our head coach is is Kyle Keith, who's our, our strength and conditioning coordinator. I mean, Great
2: strength and conditioning coordinator, by the way, it pays attention to every detail. I see. Absolutely, and and people ask,
3: you know, what what makes Guyer special, and I go back to you know what we do. Uh, in our offseason really that's the heart and soul of who we are and, and to see the young guys already putting on the weight that they're doing, working as hard as they are, and they know that there's uh, big shoes to fill, but they're excited about the opportunity and really taking advantage of this time uh, to change their
2: bodies, change their mindsets, and, and, and get ready for next year's season. As a head coach, how important is the offseason as it relates to what success you feel like you're going to have on the field in the fall? It's critical. I mean, it is, it is the core of your success. You, know, you have uh, you have all
3: these young men that you know everybody uh, you have a biological age and you have a, uh, a training age so you have these guys that just some don't really develop until they're juniors and seniors and that's got nothing to do with how hard they're working some guys you know look like they're 30 when they're when they get here when they yeah. are 14 and so you just have this conglomerate of different guys and, and trying to put together a program uh, that encompasses all of those guys but also tailors individually to those guys it's it's just unique to see how, how uh, we come together as a staff and putting together a program for those guys to achieve that the goals that we set for the season. And you know, at a place like Gaillard, the expectations are high year in year out, and the only way that you're going to reach those is to have great off seasons.
2: You know what? Uh, I'll give the fans a little bit of a history lesson here. We date back a little bit. You know, we were uh, running together a little bit when you were a college coach, so I know you know a thing or two about. Uh, college recruiting and that kind of stuff you know I get excited about recruiting it's my job to cover some of the top prospects in the state man you got a good lesson here last year right out of the gate as the head coach when you had Peyton Bowen going through one of the most interesting recruiting processes in the state and your group that's coming back there's a lot of talent and we'd be sitting here talking all day if I asked you about every single one of the guys, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a few guys out to ask you about, and then I'm going to ask you for a sleeper, a name to know that we can put on our radar, somebody that we either want to watch develop closely or someone you feel like uh, could put his best foot forward with a big 2023 season. And I'm going to start with, uh, you know, Eli Bowen. He's a ball magnet, you know, 10 interceptions two years ago, and teams didn't want to pick on him last year at all, but he's still... Couple forced fumbles, couple touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball. What makes Eli so special? I think you know, besides
3: the athleticism and just being able to play on both sides of the football, I just look at him and just am amazed by his competitiveness. Yeah, you know the fact that he approaches every snap in practice, he approaches every game like it like it's on the line. And so when you bring that to every snap, to every game, to every opportunity that you have to play then you combine that with what his natural abilities are, you're gonna find yourself having the ability to coach, you know, a top, in my opinion, top 10, top five
2: corner in the country. Gotcha. And does he have that little brother mentality a little bit? Are, the, are those little brother, it's hard to be tougher than Peyton Bowen, but does he, is he a little scrappier?
3: I think it, it, the, the competitive piece is a direct reflection of, hey, I I have, you know, they're only a year apart. So everything that they've ever done, uh, it, where they compete against each other, you know, maybe uh, Eli, you know, was younger, uh, maybe a a little shorter as far as the the growth goes, all that stuff. So he knew that he could never take what, never take a playoff and anything that he did. And I think that is reflected
2: on how he plays the game. Willie Goodacre, I mean, I'm a big Willie Goodacre fan. I feel like he's one of the guys – I don't know, I just gravitate towards him for some reason and then watch him work out in the weight weight room. You see how big he is, but he's got those skinny athletic ankles too. What makes uh, Willie the anchor of that offensive line? Well, first of all, he's huge. Yeah, he is. You know, he's a big body. He's sitting right at around
3: 310, uh, 315. You know, he has the ability to carry more, uh, but moves really well at at that weight. I think that I appreciate – what he brings to uh, the table as far as leadership goes you yeah know, when you lose uh peyton bowen when you lose uh jackson arnold some of those guys uh Lane inside cy some of those guys that you, you followed out through the season had incredible seasons there's a void to be filled not necessarily just in yards or touchdowns but what is what is the voice in the weight room what is the voice on the field and he's really natural at that so he's, he's got this talent can move people around good feet Tough, loves to play football, but really has that a, a real
2: innate leadership ability that, that we need right now and he's doing a great job. Coach, you lost Landon Side. You mentioned him in that you know, that last little breakdown that he was doing with Willie. Um, team leader, kind of that guy that you could depend on to, you know, be your third down receiver, but you got one coming back here, Josiah Martin, a guy who I feel like his athleticism is sneaky, and he's not only a deep ball threat. His, to me, his route running's really come along as well. I think so too. You
3: know, I, I know that uh, you know him being in our program uh, last year for his first year. You know, I look back, and, and people ask me, you know, tell us about him as a player, and I, I reflect back to not necessarily one of the deep balls that he caught, but a, a fourth down uh, slant um, against Alito where he you know caught it, got hit, held on to the ball. And so i saw a side of toughness that you know you're looking for as a a coach when you're trying to evaluate guys that you don't know maybe as well as some of the ones that have been in your program for three and four years but absolutely as far as his ability to change direction on dime and then accelerate out of a break are really really special and and you you combine that with his ball skills and flat out speed you know he had an rgps which is titan Uh, he had the highest mile per hour Uh, tracking time or tracking speed in the country last year. Wow! It's for for their team. Now, that's not every kid in the country, but that's the the teams that they track at 23.1 miles per hour. And if you're running 22 miles an hour,
2: you're moving. Yeah, no doubt. That's fast. Xavier Opono, we'll talk about him next year. How about that? He's a guy that's getting all these offers, great defensive tackle. Everybody's kind of stepping to him, but he's still got a couple years in the program. So give us that sleeper. Who's a guy that we really should be paying attention to? Or not only us, but colleges. Like, who's a guy that you want to in front of these, these colleges when they come through the doors and, and during the spring evaluation period? Well, it, it's a guy that if you've
3: played us, you absolutely know who he is. His name is Palumi Alani-Petum. He's our, he's our nose guard and, you know, he doesn't necessarily fit all the measurables. You know, he is right at 5'11", six foot. He's 280, 282 right now. But you want to talk about explosive get off and disrupting offenses. If he, there is there's not a coach that we play that's an offensive line coach that will not say that that guy is a disruptor. And you know, I just have, and he's been a player for us as a sophomore, been a player for us as a junior. He's really, really special, and I sure hope that he has the opportunity. He's good enough to play at most places in the country. It's just that
2: opportunity. Hopefully, it comes for him soon. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have to worry about it. I, I agree with you. He's a guy who just makes plays every time that we see him. He's a team leader. It just seems to get it from a football standpoint. You know what, he's one of the best in the business for a reason. Coach Reidheim over here at Dent Geierman. Appreciate it, and uh, you know what, good luck with this upcoming season. Thanks, Greg. Really appreciate you guys, everything you do for our sport, covering these high
3: schools and, and doing so much for our kids and providing and helping them get opportunities to play at the next level.
2: Thank you so much for what you do. Appreciate that, Coach. Thank you. You got it.
0: And bread in Texas hits a little different. As it should, Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. Reach out to us today at info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. vcr is Reedheim, Heim,
1: the head coach of the denton Wildcats, talking to our own Greg Powers earlier this week. We appreciate his time as always. We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Did you be real just now?
0: Yeah. And I got it in time too. Let's go. That's called being real. We're not fake on this show. Well, you're being fake, but whatever. What an
1: accusation.
0: (laughs) We're Texas football
1: today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Consider going to TexasFootball.com, please, for all your football needs. We hope you'll click there, which a lot of people have. A lot of people have been clicking on TexasFootball.com. It's what all Keep the cool kids are doing. That's uh, exciting. I got to be honest, I hear it on the streets. I don't know if you talk to the youths, but they're saying, man, you know what the new hot website on the internet is? It's TexasFootball.com.
0: Yeah, there's actually, there's billboards, and it's saying what the youths are saying today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's one thing that the youths respond to. It's billboards. <laughs> anyway, one thing that we know the youths respond to is Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday.
0: The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the rugged and reliable mm-hmm. 2023 Ridgeline. Mm-hmm. Stop by your Helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn
1: more so if you've got questions about high school football college football recruiting lifestyle romance travel get them in right now on facebook youtube and twitch we'll answer as many as we can until i have to go get a haircut so we will get into all of that now pickle Mm -hmm. i pose to you a question before we get to some questions from the peeps yeah uh, about your favorite texas city under 150,000 people um and i told you was off limits because that's your hometown obviously you love your hometown yeah very proud of that but What is your favorite city outside of uh, under 100? Basically outside the top 20.
0: Yeah. Well, it stinks because I have two. One's a – can I do one bigger, one smaller?
1: sure you can okay. do it yeah do, like a big small like a small big town yeah or like and then like a small small town
0: yeah um, uh, because the the big one would be denton they're at 130 something so... started this
1: conversation oh really yeah on on wednesday was we talked about we talked about denton and we were like you know it's it's kind of on that cusp of like not quite a small town uh-huh. but not quite a big city
0: yeah that's my favorite part about denton is if you go anywhere on the loop it feels like you're in a big city you can go to whatever restaurant you want or whatever store you need or anything like that but if you get inside the loop and you're around doing all like the community event- events on mm-hmm. the square it feels like hometown so Denton would be my big answer for small answer Port Aransas mm. that one that they only had like I don't it wasn't that many um three thousand ish mm-hmm. or so obviously right. it's a tourist location sure. um but Port a is the easy answer if you want to okay. do like actual favorite city.
1: there is the, my my f- my father hello. Uh, my father in law um, really wants to go to the beach with the boys. Mm-hmm. And Oh, it's the best experience and, and when I'm they're so, little. Like I told him I was like, We just go to Port A. Mm-hmm. We don't need to get super fancy or anything, we just go to to Port I, and no. so we might. I've actually. I need to ask my folks. I don't think I've ever been to Port I. Ever oh, since. really? Yeah, I don't think so. My, un- I've heard w- wonderful things.
0: Yeah, my uncle had a beach house. Um, it mm. was it was his parents' house that then he decided to keep afterwards and let the family use. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was actually on Padre Island. When 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 I say that, everyone is always like, "Oh, South Padre," and it's like, no. That's down by the RGV. It's different. Padre is right between Corpus and Port Aransas. So yeah, we would we would go to the beach every single year on Port Aransas. That's nice. a that's a fun going home okay. type trip for me. Got it.
1: Very yeah. cool. All right, let's get into questions from the people. Has anybody asked us any questions?
0: Yes. Um, I'm gonna start off with this one. This one's for me. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite wine that you tried in Fredericksburg last weekend? Slash favorite. Um, the boards, I can't say the word. I, Charcuterie? That one. Um, item or combo. So my out, like absolute favorite wine down in Fredericksburg, if you go to Fat Ass Ranch and Winery, um, yeah, they have a blueberry wine. Uh, no, a blackberry wine. A blackberry wine that is absolutely outstanding. Blueberry wine. <laughs> I am not much into anything sweet. I like really dry stuff. That is the one more on the sweeter side wine that I will absolutely enjoy. I got two bottles to bring back home. A couple of my friends asked me for bottles to bring back home. So we came back with a lot of blackberry wine from Fat Ass. Um, Okay. It is outstanding. Okay. So
1: Blackberry wine. It's
0: inc- it it is exceptional. Okay. Um, all right. With magazine season approaching, oh what God. was your favorite? Why would you say that this is Matt's step because he is I'm fiending at, He's I'm up in Canada, at, so he has to he has to get his the, fill.
1: Uh, I'm looking at the, the the budget right now.
0: What is your favorite part about putting the magazine together, and your least
1: favorite part? My favorite part's when it's done. My <laughs> least favorite part's when we start. <laughs> uh, gonna, no, that's I'm not. True. I'm
0: gonna hit hard agree there.
1: Um, I always love the cover shoot. That's an easy answer, right? Because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everybody who's on the cover is like excited about it. I think especially like we got spoiled last year mm-hmm. with Joey McGuire and Jeff Trailer, uh, who were obviously so excited to be on the cover. And then South Oak Cliff, they were super fired up to be on the cover as well. So that's always really fun. Um, I do. I do get a sick sense of satisfaction on the data organization side of it because mm-hmm. I am like pickles on these emails now. So I – one of my deep-held loves is tracking the number of questionnaires we have in. Yes. Yes. And every Friday, mm-hmm. you are on these emails now. I send an email to our boss, functionally to keep our boss, uh, like theoretically, the it's to keep him on the in the loop. Yeah, um, on how we're doing. But really, you just. Get but enjoyment. really, I just like I love crunching the numbers and like understanding where we are compared to past years because I track. I have it tracked by how many we have each week tracked back to 2016 mm-hmm. and so like i have all this data and i can tell you like when we made like a really big leap and when we've done really well and when we're behind and mm-hmm. when we're ahead and stuff uh and so that is that that is like sick satisfaction mm-hmm. on my part um that's probably that's one of the things that i actually do enjoy is mm-hmm. like watching him come in and then obviously reading it um and then i i do you know i love writing for the magazine i don't know that's, so that's fun.
0: for me mm-hmm. My favorite part of magazine season is editing, and I know that sounds crazy, but I feel like there's multiple parts to this. Uh One, that means that the end is in sight. That means that we are on, like, the final two weeks. You're talking, like, reading pages. Yeah, reading pages. It's, like, the big, big push, and it's really cool to see, like, okay, hey, like this is actually all coming together. Like mm-hmm. we're almost there. So mm-hmm. that is really fun. The other thing that I love about then that is that I'm not on my computer, which is a nice break from that. And then third, no. I can I print out the pages and uh, I put them on a clipboard and I go to the pool and I read the pages because I can do, I literally do the exact same amount of work sitting here or sitting at the pool. So that's my favorite part.
1: I will, I will hold back our, our billion dollar idea.
0: Yeah, let's not bring that, that to have. air. Um, th- my least favorite part of putting the magazine together is anything that has to do with headshots. Whether that is, I have I have been the person to organize the headshots. So what we do is, part of the questionnaire is coaches are able. They're not, it's not mandatory, but they can send in headshots of their players. Yeah. Someone has to go through and organize every single headshot that gets sent I used, in.
1: I used to be the one who did that
0: and by and classification, region, district, all of that. Like I mean, you have so many folders, so that stinks. But then this year. Mallory did that I didn't have to do that but I did have to when you go in and are actually I organized pages or laid pages and when you have to go in and put the Insert. headshots mm-hmm. in anything that has to do with headshots has always been mm-hmm. the most gruesome but, grueling okay. task <laughs> but one of the things so
1: here's here's one of the things that I do appreciate about this magazine and
0: putting uh-huh. it together
1: is there is and I think you discovered this or you have in recent years because last year was your first year laying out mm-hmm. um a lot of it is just... It's not difficult. It's just tedious. It's mm-hmm. a lot of tedium. And so I really do enjoy putting on headphones, mm-hmm. putting on some lo-fi chill hot beats to study slash relax oh, too. yeah,
0: Especially at that point, it's usually kind of rainy outside. If and you just, can get a nice rainy night when you're laying out just pages.
1: Jamming. Mm. Just jamming and powering through about three hours of work and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. really nice. Um, so, so yeah, that is... That's probably... Uh, but as far as my least favorite part i don't know like i do not enjoy laying this is gonna sound weird Mm -hmm. but i but laying out the index is a pain
0: yeah oh uh playoff results oh that's it that's your that's your achilles heel you hate playoff results
1: so on in the magazine for each (laughs) class because
0: you always say "ish we have to do it this year and and y'all both just go and and you may remember you redesigned it you may remember a
1: couple years ago go back and looking like maybe the 2020 2021 edition we decided to dial it back instead of listing the score for every playoff game we just did like the regional finals and the champion Mm -hmm. like we were like ah what if we just do this and we got enough people who wrote in and were like i don't like this like please go back to this i use it as a reference tool In the future. And there is, that is the, that is the strange thing about the magazine is that we have to balance a lot of different things because we are a narrative publication. Like we want you to read our cover stories. We want you to read the the, the features. We want you to read these, you know, read all these things that we put a lot of work into. But we are also like a dictionary, mm-hmm. like we are a reference material. And so we have to balance that. And and so, yeah, the playoff playoff uh, results, results is yeah. an all time beating.
0: You know, the other thing I didn't oh, mention about for, the I'd
1: force it out of my brain. Uh,
0: brain, the other thing I didn't mention about the editing side of stuff that I really love is actually that's incredibly valuable to me like personally because you don't realize how much mm-hmm. of that information you mm-hmm. may like retain mm-hmm. because you're looking for parentheses that aren't right in the heights and weights you're looking for spelling errors or grammatical errors or that kind of stuff but it is truly shocking about like now that I am obviously well versed in Texas high school football now all of that stuff starts to stick and you see a player and you're like oh I didn't know he was back this year or oh this coach went there I need to remember that it is actually a super good two-week studying tactic for me to get ready for the season that's why I love the editing you are you
1: are spot on that like when you get done with this magazine, mm. you well, especially like if you work here, because mm-hmm. we, I, I know I've told this joke before, but like people come to me and say they read our magazine cover to cover, and I always tell them like, no, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't, uh, like we do, yes, we read every mag every, page every of this single magazine, page, and when you get to the end of it, you really have taken like a full on doctorate level. Of course, yeah. in high school football and college football too, right. of like you feel like you know it all.
0: Well, and that's the other thing. Like I always, I always read all the small college stuff too, mm-hmm. uh, or the sub FBS sections.
1: I think we're calling it non-FBS.
0: Non-FBS. Okay, we got to decide know, what we're, we're calling it because I never know what to call it anyway. At, in the ad past, ads. it's been small college pages, so I'll just say that for now. And it's like I would not know barely anything about any of those teams if I didn't mm-hmm. do the research on that beforehand. So yeah. the editing is is a really I fun time. W- I will say
1: this, and I'm not doing it. Not this, fun, I'm not doing it this year valuable. because we have Corey Hogan on on, um, on uh, staff. But the past couple of years. I've written either the Prairie View A and M section mm-hmm. or the Texas Southern section, mm-hmm. and in past years, I've written the SWAC preview as well. The SWAC is just it. In in past years, it has been a real hole in my knowledge base mm-hmm. as far as college football is concerned. I think because like they just don't have a great TV deal and they're like almost never on TV. Right, like that. Um, but. I felt like when I wrote those, you could hold your own at that point. Like I was really excited. I wrote the Texas Southern preview this year, and I mm-hmm. found myself on Saturdays like seeking out Texas Southern games mm-hmm. to watch it because you really get to know these programs and like you talk with Clarence McKinney and, and, and you figure out like what he's how he's feeling about the team and you feel like you know the team. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine one of the like one of the things. So Mike Craven is going to write. Well, I budgeted it out our our uh, our senior college writer. He's going to write. Twelve to thirteen FBS section because remember Sam Houston's an FPS team now. Um, he's gonna write twelve to thirteen FBS sections, and I told I asked him I was like, "Do you want me to kind of spread these out?" He's, and he just said he's like, "No, like this is such a great crash course for me because mm-hmm. I get to go and talk with these guys and 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 I need to know these teams inside and out anyway." Mm-hmm. And so um, yeah, it's it is it's it is it is drinking from a fire hose. Yeah, but like at the end you're like. I feel like I just know so much just off the top of my head that I should You now understand you've worked here long enough that I've described the way my brain works as like an illness, mm-hmm. as like a sickness. Yeah. And now you get it. Yeah, like, it's because you
0: read the encyclopedia front do. to back almost multiple times. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, yeah, what do you need to know? Because and then it just pops into your uh-huh. brain. It's wild, right? Yeah, it anyway. really is. Well, and yeah, to think about doing this job without – Doing all that studying in the off season, it would be impossible.
1: That's that's it would thing. be
0: literally impossible. Is,
1: is you and and when you talk about when we finish this magazine, like we're exhausted, obviously, but like we're also like Joneson. Yeah. At that point, because we're like we've been we've been waiting reading for this. about this. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, all right, what's next?
0: Um, let's see.
1: Get your questions in, nerds.
0: Um there was one or that I was gonna, gonna say. No, there's oh, oh, there's got, actually a lot oh, you, of questions oh, you've got Um end. how many C- Cinderella teams crash the playoffs on average, would you say? That's a
1: good question. You know what, actually? I'd um, say
0: like big, big, big crashes. Three?
1: Let me see four? if I can find this. So so our our data partner, Jerry Forrest, sends out this this thing um every year. And I wanna see if we can if I can find this really quickly Um, you may just have to listen to me you know um, ran and rave and stuff like that okay so yeah here we go so we have this so based on the magazine from from the magazine there are 704 UIL Texas High School football playoff teams right Mm -hmm. we correctly predicted 590 of them 590 out of 704 Um, which is pretty good i would say um 704 i would say so that means that we got 114 playoff teams wrong teams that we predicted to be out of the playoffs that made the playoffs mm-hmm. i would say this is me doing some some back of the envelope math that's 114 half of that is uh, oh gosh why did i set myself up for this uh half of that is uh 57 57 yeah. half of that is 57 I would say 57 of them were bubble teams, right? Yep. Teams that were predicted to be fifth, but, a hey, they won the right game and got in. Some
0: of them also with that come from tiebreakers. Yeah. It's like, hey, we thought this team would finish fifth, and they ended up having the tiebreaker to team get in. 50, you know,
1: 50 Let's say 57 of them are, about half of them, those are, mm-hmm. are they were on the cusp and, like, we really thought a lot of them, but, like, we thought this other team was going to win. Mm-hmm. We got that game the wrong. The
0: gap between three, yeah. four, and five was Yeah, was narrow.
1: small enough, right? So I would say my final answer is fifty-seven. That is my official guess for how many like
0: like true
1: surprises there are every year, as far as crashing the playoff party that we just didn't see coming. Yeah, Um, about fifty-seven would be my guess. Um, Yeah. Now, of course, you can declare that in a different way. Like, for example, uh, a team like Harmony, which I believe we had in the playoffs. Uh, or maybe like right outside the playoffs, but then they go. Maybe we didn't, but then they go on that incredible run throughout the playoffs and 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 make it into the the state semifinals. That would be a different kind of Cinderella, where like once they get hot in the playoffs. But as far as teams that made the playoffs that we didn't think were going to get there, I would say my guess is fifty-seven. Uh, I like it of teams that were that were true surprises to be in the postseason. All right, let's do two more.
0: Two more? All right. Um, What do you think of Kirk Martin returning to Manville? Uh, Does this move Manville back into the state title contenders list? It's
1: interesting, right? Um, It's a very, very intriguing uh, um, job. I don't think Kevin Hall did a poor job at Manville. No. Quite quite frankly. Uh, I think that for Manville, one of the things that that has been a challenge for them is that the past couple of years, well, first of all, I mean, moving up you know, being being 5A D1 is tough. Um, that's tough, especially there in Region Three, mm-hmm. which has gotten increasingly more difficult. I think that Region Three was was a real bear this year with Smithson Valley, College Station, uh, Folshear to a certain extent, things like that. They are also, and this is this is a very Manville thing to do. Uh, they are almost always very senior heavy. Mm-hmm. They play a lot of seniors. And so every year when you look in the magazine, they've only got like three and four starters returning because they just play a ton of seniors. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of at the mercy of guys getting up to speed. Um, And the other thing, I mean, the the elephant in the room here is the addition of Shadow Creek, Mm -hmm. right? um that they are which was
0: why it was so big when those two played each other in mm, week one of the season mm, this past year that
1: shadow creek has been has been pulling kids from manville theoretically um and that hurts mm-hmm. right that's a real that that that's a real tangible thing and this would be the time when you would be feeling that uh now i do think that kirk martin is a, a great coach um i think he proved that at collieville heritage he proved that at Manville before then You don't need to prove anything um I am very intrigued by him returning because he is returning to a different Manville he's returning to a program that is very that the circumstances have changed uh, because of Shadow Creek because of the the way that they draw to, to those schools and um, simply because look they're they're not that big bully on the block like they used mm-hmm. to be. Um, and so they he needs to rebuild Hokahei as being one of those teams that you hate to play. And, you know, there have been teams that have been able to wound them recently. And and he, I think that he, he, one of his challenges is going to be kind of to rebuild that kind of invincibility that oh man final boss type idea mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah you want to go back to walking off the bus and being yeah. up 14 because that's like, what they were for being it. like dang, dang. It,
1: oh man we have to play this Yep. Game. so um, anyway I, I i'm very intrigued by it i think that it is a different job than the one that he left mm-hmm. and that is what's going to be really interesting left is a strong word he went to the college ranks and right one, you know what i mean all right you got an ender
0: i do if you could live in another state what state would it be in what city
1: I mean, like, the easy answer is, like, Hawaii, but.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, give me one, like, uh, say, well, let's say retirement setup, and then one, like, actual feasible living setup.
1: I mean, I'd want to retire to, like, somewhere near the water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, but, like, then again, I'd want to retire to, like, Corpus Christi. Um, or, like. Port Isabel mm. but you know if if that's off limits yeah maybe like Hawaii or maybe like um
0: mine would be Boca Raton Florida it's a it's a hard-hitting like retirement community already so there's like activities for you to do these don't
1: play pickleball all day
0: hell yeah and bingo I'm um, big into bingo yeah
1: Florida doesn't interest me to be yeah. real honest a lot of Florida people there it's one of the big drawbacks um Yeah, I would. I would there. I would say a realistic thing is that like I have always, and I know this is going to go against a lot of the things that I've said in the course of my over the course of this program. Mm -hmm. So, bear with me. I understand the hypocrisy that's going to leave my mouth. Be a fake. I would. I've always thought it would be fun to live in Chicago. Like I think Chicago. Yeah, I do that. I think Chicago. Is yeah, I think Chicago as far as like big big cities in America. Yeah. That would be the city that I would want, I would want to live in.
0: I hate wind and uh, outside, cold. Outside of so Texas. the windy city is Not bode well you know, for the, me. The, the,
1: the problem is the weather, obviously. Yeah. But like I've been to Chicago enough, and I I just like the whole vibe. The vibes. I just like the vibes. Atlanta is a different, uh, an interesting choice too. Mm-hmm. Although the sprawl there is very like very real, very mm-hmm. much like DFW, um, and Houston for that matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, the easy solution is just don't leave, don't leave Texas.
0: Yeah, if I had to do a a more feasible thing, I think like yeah, Boca Key West or somewhere down in Florida for a retirement type of thing would be awesome. Um, if I had to say like a feasible thing, I really like Georgia. I think Georgia's I've really pretty. I think that it. Uh, like the weather is something that I can handle. It obviously you can go to Savannah, a,
1: bananas games.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think Savannah would be awesome, um, or anywhere kind of on the the little countryside out there. I I really I do like Georgia okay. a lot. That's not bad. I yeah. can't do cold. I just I, I mean can't. that's a thing. And that's I it, mean, like the, California would be fantastic. The one drawback, but here's but a, it's so expensive I, to live I, out oh, there. For sure.
1: But the other thing, um, I'd live in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> the other thing, we'd
0: never see you again. <laughs> you
1: really never would. I would never leave the casino. Uh, but the other like for like yes yes <laughs> weather in chicago for a lot of the years but yeah but summer in chicago mm-hmm. is pretty choice
0: see and that's where i like a, a north Carolina like a charleston north carolina like yeah. i think i could i think i could do that like mm. it's definitely going to get a little bit colder but it would be beautiful during the summer and that's like big boat town water yeah. side that would be cool yeah
1: Exactly. I think I could so, Charleston. Go. That's going to do it for us. Look at us. A full week of shows. Wow. All took go TFT. getting to February 17th. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter. at DCTF Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Reedheim, the head coach of the denton Geyer Wildcats, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper, Vince Young. Please meet your player of the year trophy. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today.